Come on, let's give it up for Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For the next 45 minutes or so, I want you to just tune out your neighbor. Pretend you're just by yourself. Um, the Lord is, uh, is going to do something that's unique. Um, usually when a prophetic gift is functioning, it's individual. But in here, the whole place, there's the cloud of the prophetic. And we're going to have a prophetic service. And so that means everybody can catch. Everybody say catch. I want to say catch. You're going to hear some things I'm going to say. But the power of this moment, you are going to have to catch what's in here. Catch what's in here. To prophesy just simply means to announce, to declare a thing. I know that sometimes prophetic ministry in Africa, I've got to say this before, it's, it's, it's almost like fortune telling. We don't tell fortunes. We don't use the gifts to benefit individuals. It is for the edification of the body of Christ. It is not mine. I don't tell you your fortune. You're going to have this. I don't need to tell you your name, your address. I don't need to impress you with knowledge. This is words of knowledge, not, not full knowledge. God doesn't need you to tell you your address. Not at all. That's, it's a perversion of the gift. The gift is extremely needed. There are five. What does it say five? Apostle, prophet, teacher, pastor, evangelist. Long time, a few years ago, we kicked out the apostles. They were too weird. We prophets, they're too crazy. Evangelists, ah, they make, they're awkward. We have the body of Christ now just functional with just two gifts, pastor and teacher. And that causes dysfunction. So it is a tragedy. The devil has perverted the apostolic gift and the prophetic gift. And ironically, we need it now more than ever. Because Africa, I'll tell you this, stands at the precipice of an incredible chapter. The shifts are happening. The world is looking to Africa. From China to America to Israel, focus Africa. These despised people that God has tapped to become the tip of the spear of the new move of God in the world. Amen. And here's the big news. Are you ready for the big news? It isn't coming from the superstar preachers. It's coming through you. This is the genius of Jesus' plan. He takes simple people and he delights to use simple people. You don't have to go to Bible school. You don't have to be trained. You don't have to be ordained. You are ready to go now. And this service, everybody say catch. Come on, say catch. So the prophetic unction is all over the place. It may sound like a complicated word, but you're going to understand what I mean before we end. The prophetic unction is over here. Everybody, everybody say shift. Come on, say again, shift. This is a shifting service. Are you ready? Everybody say, I'm ready. Okay, I said don't talk to your neighbor, but now talk to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I'm ready. Everybody say, neighbor, shift. Come on, neighbor, shift. Again, neighbor. Maybe that neighbor doesn't believe you. Look at the other and say, neighbor, I said shift. Woo! Okay, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. I'm going to touch you from Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4, all the way. So just those of you who want to write, Jeremiah chapter 1, 
and verse 4 and all the way to the end. So, uh, not to the end, but somewhere. Just follow me. Just, just so write that down and then put your book down or notepad down and then look here. And then I'm going to ask you to imagine. Everybody say imagine. And that's the, the Lord uh, uses me through the telling of stories prophetically, this Bible story. So, so everybody say imagine. So I want you to go with me into this story. Can we enter the story? You guys know the story. You've probably heard a story. Bible says, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4, the word of the Lord came to me. Okay, we think he was about 17, 18, 19, thereabouts. He's a young man, and, and we don't know. Everybody say again, imagine. So we don't know what it looks like, God coming to a young man. Is it a barn? Is it, is it a, where is it? But God comes, and he says three things. First, it says, before I formed you in the womb. Because for me, again, I imagine, right? How many know, know if God's going to talk? How many imagine that God doesn't say, before I formed you in the womb? <laughs> right? So, so some base. Give me some base. Right. Before I formed you. That's not basic enough. Give me some base, some reverb. Before I formed you in the womb. Actually, is there somebody who really has base here? Somebody who has base? Oh, come on. Come on, Pastor Sally. Come on, come on, come on, Pastor Sally. How basic do you want? Oh, I want basic. I want basic. Before I formed you in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> that statement there. I knew you. Okay, okay, okay wait, wait, wait. Stay, stay there, Pastor Sally. God, God's voice. Stay there. So, so, okay, okay. You're 17. You're 17. God is talking, right? So how many know it's kind of bassy? It probably is like, so little Jeremiah is going, <laughs> and so he hears that before I formed you. I, again, I knew you. So uh, Jeremiah probably says, uh, okay, sounds right. Next. Before you were born, I set you apart. Uh, uh, wow, that's cool. Okay, God, okay, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Next. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Um, I'm not so sure. <laughs> sit down. Sit down, God. Okay, do you know why? Do you know why? This is, this is little Jeremiah. Prophets, I mean, old men. Kings didn't even go to war without prophets saying, go. So God is saying to this little boy, before I found you, I knew you. Yes. Before you were born, I said you're part. Yes. I appoint you a prophet of the nations. I'm not so sure. <laughs> I want you to close your, close your eyes right now. Let's have this moment right now. I want you to imagine God saying to you right now, revealing a future to you that's, of course, magnificent, big, much, much bigger than that you can ever imagine. And I want you to just don't resist it. I want you to receive it. You will write that book. You will start that business. You will get that degree. You will multiply. You will have that family. You will get married. You're going to have children, not one, not two. You will. You will have grandchildren. You will build that house. You will. I want you to feel it, feel it, receive it. Now open your eyes. How many of you, as you're receiving it, 
your mind is saying, ah, uh, really? That's Jeremiah. You know what Jeremiah says? Verse 6. Alas, because he's young, right? He's 17. Voice probably hasn't broken yet. Alas, sovereign Lord, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. Basically, the two things needed to be prophet, you have to be able to speak, and you have to be gray-haired, beard, or experienced. Jeremiah is saying, Lord, thank you for your lofty plans. That's really cool that you told me, call me prophet, but I have to remind you of the things that I am that probably challenge that little promise there. I am, I cannot speak, I am too young. How many of you, as God was kind of downloading, I'm going to make you, I'm going to make you, I'm going to make you. How many are feeling like, we're feeling like, um, I'm, I'm too old. I'm too shy. I'm a woman. I'm inexperienced. I'm untrained. I am clumsy. I am uncomfortable. I'm black. Oh, that's a big one for me. That was a big one for me. I'm black. Lord, I'm black. Don't you know I'm black? I'm Ugandan. This thing for me started in Uganda. I was about 12 years old when the Lord started to talk to me. I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you in the nations. I'm like, what? Lord, do you know this is Uganda? <laughs> really, literally, I was like, oh, Lord, I, I, I receive it, but wait, wait. My mother, we just, my dad is not here. My mother is, I, I can't do that. I'll use you in the nations. Uh, uh. Because every time God says, this is big. Every time God says, come here, come here. I want to show you something of the future. And he says, hey, son, look. You don't go, humans don't go, ah, I get it. We always go, <laughs> Because can you imagine God's mind, God is saying, I have a plan. Here's part of my plan. If it is God, you don't go, I get it. You go, huh. ask Abba, ask them when God says, build that monster. A 6,000 seat sanctuary in the middle of Ethiopia. How many, no, you go, huh. you don't go, oh, I can do that. In fact, every time I meet people who say, yeah, God's talking to me and... Uh, I think I get it. I get, I'm like, that's not God. Because if God's talking to you, it's going to freak you out. So, so how many know little Jeremiah has a point? Lord, you're, you're talking these things, but I am not that. So I'm thinking, what's God going to say? Verse 7. But the Lord said to me, mm, do not say. I am too young. Hey, but that's a fact. Uh huh. Like the Lord is saying to me, don't be factual with me, boy. Do not give me your facts that contradict my plans. Fact, because that's the big thing. Well, but it's true. It doesn't matter that it's true. How many know he was young? How many know he couldn't talk? How many know those were facts? But God is saying, 
don't you give me your facts. I am saying, inside of you, little boy, is a prophet. It doesn't matter that you don't say it. You say, he said, he goes on, you say to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you to say. Don't say it. Uh-oh. Are you ready for this one? Don't say it. No, no, no. Say it even if all evidence speaks to the contrary. You say it. You say the thing. To Joel. Remember Joel? Beat your plow. What is it called? Beat your plowshares into swords and you're putting hooks into hooks. Let the weak say, I am strong. How many know if you're weak, you're supposed to say, I'm weak? Right? Because you're weak. That's the fact. If you're weak, you're supposed to say the fact, I'm weak. God is saying, uh-uh. Don't you say that. If you're weak, don't say I'm weak. Say instead, I am strong. Do you guys remember that? Remember, remember that little oldie song? You guys don't remember the oldies. The oldies are beautiful, aren't they? And now... Let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I'm rich because of what the Lord has done for us. And now let the weak, let the broken say I am whole. Let the rejected say I'm loved. Let the sick say I'm healed. Let the dumb say I'm smart. Say it. Even when all evidence speaks to the contrary, you say it. I'm not talking theory to you guys. I've lived this. Uganda, 1980. It dawns on me. I'm in trouble. Because the life expectancy is 37 and a half at the time death everywhere. If you saw a 50-year-old man on my village, they were very old. In fact, we're like, oh, Mr. Cafero is 51. Wow. How did he get 51? You just don't live long. If, if, if a bullet doesn't catch you, a cobra will get you. <laughs> Someone will get you. you just, we just didn't live long. We just didn't. And I was like, ah, yeah, 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 I'm in trouble, I'm in trouble, I'm in trouble. I'm saved, but I'm thinking I'm in trouble because I'm looking at the patterns. I'm looking, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. In my, in my tribe, in my family, no male had lived beyond age 40. My dad, 37, and he just, he, was, he died at 30, 39, actually. His father died at six. Uh, at, sorry, at, at 40. <laughs> not, not at six. <laughs> died when he was six. His father died when he was six. No, father died at six. <laughs> so you were like, oh man, how does the math work? Okay, 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 okay. Don't get, don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. Okay, okay, okay. So my dad's dad died when he was six. So then his dad died. And, and then, and then they all died of alcoholism. All, all drunk themselves to death. They all had multiple women. And then there was me. So I'm thinking, okay, 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 okay. I'm in trouble. So I realized one day I'm thinking, I'm looking for hope, grasping for hope. My name was Dennis Bapere Sempewa. So, so usually in Africa, when you name a kid, and you know, you just, that, that man has done something. So I go to my, my mama, Bapere, what's Bapere? She, he says, she, says, she says to me, that's your great-grandfather. I'm like, ooh, what did he do? 
you know, is he, he must have done something. So I'm, for three days, she's not talking to me about it. So I said, Mommy, tell me. Mommy, please. She, finally, she says, okay. <sighs> he died young. He was an alcoholic. I'm like, then I'm mad. Why would you name me after this guy? Well, your father wanted us. No, 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 no. Mommy, this is bad. This man didn't do anything. So I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I remember going up to the little, we had a little apartment, a little flat. And I went to the bathroom and I locked the bathroom. And I went in front of the mirror. The mirror, I remember it was cracked and it was crooked. It was like, kind of like that. Because I don't know, what's wrong with Africa? The, the sink, the mirror. So I, so I, I said, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What's, sometimes it's not even just money. It's just like, can you please measure? Because it's not that we don't have money. Sometimes it's just excellence. Excellence! Okay, 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 okay. okay. Don't, don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. Okay, okay, here we go. So, so then I'm like, so I'm talking to the mirror. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh. Uh, so I, I said, I said this, Dennis, Dennis. And I, I felt like the mind is saying, you're crazy. I said, Dennis, 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 you will live long. <laughs> then uh, the scripture, it had become my favorite. I said, you will trust in the Lord with all of your heart. You will not lean on your own understanding. You will acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways, and He will make your path straight. So, of course, my brain said, Oh, you see, now you're going crazy. Now you're talking to the mirror. I said, No, I said, You know what? I said, I literally said, Shut up. Shut up, Dennis. You will listen to me. You will live long. You will. I did that for 25 minutes. Then I left the bathroom, and I was like, Oh, man, that was, that was really, I felt, I felt, I felt, I felt, I felt different. So we went to, I, went out, I went to hang out with my friends that day, and the first thing, they said, oh, do you know Fred? Yeah, he was killed last night. And my, my brain said, see, my, you're next. You know what I did? I said, I said, literally, I said, excuse me. And I went to a corner, and it was like, I was like, sorry, if you have the condition, don't be mad. I felt schizophrenic, because I was now going to talk to the voice. Because the voice was telling me, you're next. But I had started to talk back at the voice. So I went to the corner. I said, Dennis, you shut up. You're going to live long. You shall live. You shall not die. You will trust God. Okay? And I went back. Hey, hi, guys. You know, it came back. Because every time I heard bad news, the voice, my mind will tell me, you're next. You're, and I, 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 literally, I would stop. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Shut up. Because I was saying what the Lord says concerning me. Long story, I'll tell you like right now. I am 52 years old. <laughs> I am the longest living Sempewa. They call me grandmother, they call me grandpa. Oh, my, my, they call me, they call me judges, you know, Musei. Oh, man. Because, you know, I'm, 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 I'm here. I don't drink. I don't even drink socially. 
we go to these wonderful restaurants in Paris, and uh, we here we don't serve only we serve only alcohol wine. We don't serve even water. I say I don't care. I'll choke on my steak. Don't you give me nothing. Do you know why? Do you know why? Do you know why? I don't know what's lurking inside of me. It's because I have generations of alcoholism. I don't want to wake it up. Here, I'm really strict with my eyes. I don't look. Oh, man, she looks good. Stop. Stop. I don't know what's lurking inside of me. I got generations of womanizers inside here. I respect my genetics. So I don't even go to the edge. I don't play at all. I don't, I don't, I don't cross any lines whatsoever. I am really tough. On, oh, hey, have you seen that girl? Nope. I don't need to see. I got one. She's beautiful. She's amazing. She's in my house. She's, her name is Ingrid. She's 22 years old. And, and, hey, yeah, yeah. I, I don't look. Why? I am changing my family tree. My children will never see the poverty that I saw. I've gone to school. My, my, fam, my guys didn't go to school in my family. I've gone to school. I've gone to school a lot. I've got three doctorate degrees. And, and I've written books and doing the devil, giving the devil a headache. Why? If these things were not communicable, I would not tell you. I wouldn't tell you the stories. Why? Why would I tell you my story? Just to brag? But I'm here to tell you that if I could do it, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. In fact, this is the prophetic, this is the prophetic side of this service. In this room, there are men and women, your family needs a hero. I don't care if everybody divorced in your family tree. You're going to change this. I don't care if they all struggled with poverty and they all didn't pay their bills. You will be the paymaster. I don't care if everybody got you, but I have bitches, everybody got you, everybody died of heart disease. It will be different with you. And you're going to catch that right in here. They will look. For me, my family, true. They will look. And they will see. My great-grandkids will say, Whoa! Whoa! Africa! Eh? Oh, poverty! And, eh, eh, womanizers! Oh, something happened there. What happened there? Yeah, that great, crazy, great, great-grandpa, Dennis. He changed our family tree. <laughs> if I can do it. You can do it too. And, and you're, not even start, some of, you're not even starting where I started off. You're starting here. You can do much more damage to the kingdom of darkness. You can make a mark. Amen. Come on, amen. Are you catching this? Are you catching this? Come on, this is for you. This is for you. This is for you. This pastor, I had to ask for pastor to, to preach a different message than the morning because this service, you're ready to hear this. You're ready to hear this. In this house, there's people who are standing, again, at the periphery of change. And you need courage that's in the room 
to rewrite the script that's been handed you. Come on. Come on. <sighs> Woo! So, so, okay, okay. Jeremiah now is like, okay, 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 okay. I guess, I guess I'll say what you... So, then the, then the Lord adds one more thing. Verse 8. Do not be afraid of them. For I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Why? Why? Because Jeremiah would have had to leave that place of encounter and go out into the village and say... The Lord spoke to me. The elders would say, oh, he did? Jehovah, he spoke to you? Yes. What did he say? Uh, before he knew me, before I was born, he knew me. Um, what do you think? That sounds right. Um, and he set me apart. What do you think? That sounds right. Um, he, and then he chose me to be a prophet. No. <laughs> he knew they would do that. So he tells Jeremiah, little boy Jeremiah, don't be afraid of them. Friends, are you ready? Also, also here to catch, you ready? The freedom from human opinion. Oh, how much we would do if we got free from what people think of us. How much? How, just how much? How much would you do? How, think about your life, the last 20 years. Think about the things you stopped yourself from doing because of the eyes, because of the crowd. The crowd would not approve. As a musician, now allow me to use the musical analogy. The crowd has chosen your rhythm. They've chosen your song, and they insist you dance to their song. So you're like, I don't like country music, but that's what the crowd has given me. So we dance. We dance. The crowd is like, that's your music, dance. So you go. And you go, and you're 20, and you're 30, and you're 40, and you hate it. But you're dancing 50, and you're 60. Sometimes we say, no, no, I want to dance. So you try to get off the dance floor. The crowd Sometimes when you're dancing, well, all the while you're dancing, they don't care. They just want you to dance. So, so they're like, they, they even look away because you're dancing. But the minute you step off, they're like, hey, 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 get back there. And so you're like, hey, hey. and you, hey. 60, 70. And I talk to them. I talk to 80-year-olds who all their lives have danced to a song that wasn't theirs. Reminds me of this really, really wealthy Californian tax accountant. He, he was an accountant, really wealthy, had a firm, million-dollar firm, billion, you know, makes, makes tons of millions of dollars. And so he talks to me and said, Dennis, I don't know, my life's not good. I said, oh, sir, you look, you look like you're great. He says, ah, I hate numbers. Um, wait, did you say you hate numbers, sir? He said, yeah, I hate them. I said, sir, but you're an accountant. He says, yeah, 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 I, I did that because my fa grandfather did that, my father's father, did that. they all did that, so I took it up. I, I've hated it all my life. But that's what he did. 
But all the freedom when one day you say, forget you. I'm going to find my room. Usually the room is dark because nobody there. And you hear the screams, the crowd say, get back there. You're like, no, 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 crowd, talk to the hand. <laughs> so you find your little room. And in the room here, there's reggae. Uh-huh. Reggae. Uh-huh. Ah, reggae. Ah. So, so what you do? You start dancing. When you dance, there's usually nobody there. Because you know what? But, 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 but you're okay with it because now you're not dancing for them. You're dancing for the audience of the one, you know. You're dancing. You're just... Do you know what? You know what happens? It's happened to me. I'm sure it happened to Abba. I'm sure it happened to every pastor. See, eventually, they come. They're like, huh. So you like reggae? <laughs> and you're like, yep, I do. I was born for reggae. Yeah, I do. They're like, so you like reggae? Yeah, I, 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 do. I, I, I love it. You don't, you don't even need to care to explain to them. Because you have found a circle. And this is big. Find people that really love you, that care about you, that love you when you're not in the lights, that love you when you're not visible. <laughs> They'll fight for you and listen to those. Everybody else? Because they don't care about you. People's opinions, everybody has an opinion, but they don't go to your house. They have an opinion how you should dress, how you should eat. They have an opinion. They have an opinion. Find people that, when Pastor Z says, Dennis, I need to talk to you about something. I will listen. Because you know what? He has seen me before the lights came on. He knows me. When Abba says, son, we need to talk. I'm like, because Abba saw me when I was this. And he cares for me and my family. So when Abba has an opinion, I don't like, uh, what's his angle? His angle is he loves me. Everybody else, all of you guys, I love you. But your opinion doesn't matter. I am free from that. So that's why, hey, you're wearing such a bright jacket. I, don't know, I like my jacket. Where's your, where's your, how can, this is Sunday morning. You should have a suit on. If I check it with Abba and Abba is okay, I don't care about you. I love you. But I'm wearing my shirtless coat, shirtless. I love it. This is me. This is me. This is me. This is me. The freedom from human opinion. Now let me close. The Lord then says to Jeremiah, this is big. He says, it says, it says, then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See Today, I appoint you over nations. He's a little boy, a little boy. And, and, and over kingdoms. Today, today, at 17, 18, 19. Then he appointed him, then over nations. I appointed you kingdoms to uproot. This is the definition of prophet. Are you ready? This is what prophet means. Because he said, I appointed you prophet. He's described, he's giving the job description. I have put my words in your mouth. Today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot, to tear down, 
to destroy, to overthrow, to build, and to plant. Boom. That's it. The cloud of glory is here. The cloud of glory is here. The cloud of glory is here. Now, I want us to fold our fists right now. Because this is the moment. This is the moment here. Fold your fists and in that fist, I want you to imagine the excuses, the stupid excuses that you and I come up with when God says, I want to do a thing. I'm going to do a thing. No, I'm shy. I'm black. I'm, I'm uneducated. I am spo I'm, I'm, I'm untrained. I'm awkward. I don't like that. I, that's not me. All the, all the excuses, just like Jeremiah. The things we say that could be, maybe, I don't care if they are factual. I don't have the pedigree. I don't have the money. Everything we say, imagine them in that fist now. I'm going to pray a prayer and then when I count to three, you're going to release that fist. And you're going to put your hands up and say and shout with a resounding shout, I am free. Are you ready? Just imagine them. I'm shy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I had an abortion, so I'm really spoiled. I'm, a div I'm divorced. I am, I am any, any. Imagine all of them. All of them. I, I am, I am, I am, I, I don't do that. I'm a woman. I am too old to start anything. I'm, I'm too young. I'm too, I'm too awkward. I am too shy. I'm too introverted. I'm too whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm too clumsy. I'm too unedited. I'm, un, I'm, I'm unpolished. I'm too tall. I'm too short. Father, thank you for this commission in Beza today. Thank you that you want this entire congregation right now you're inviting, you're inviting all of us into breakthrough. And this prophetic service, Jesus, as you have so eloquently and clearly expressed your wishes concerning us, concerning Ethiopia, concerning Beza, nations shall come. Beza has treasure. It is a fact. You have stated it as a fact. This is your will for us to prosper beyond our wildest imagination. To live long and not die young. To not be riddled with illnesses and crazy. It doesn't matter what genetics says. We shall not repeat the patterns of our past. We shall not replicate our history. In Jesus' name, we tear these scripts up. We tear the scripts up. Someone count to three. You ready? When you, when I do, I want you to just release, release it, and I want you to just shout, "I am free!" Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. I am free. But give those hands up. Give those hands up. Give those hands up. Give those hands up. Jesus, 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 Jesus. We have it. We may not feel it right now, but we are different. We are different. We are walking out this house 
different because we have been under the unction of the manifest presence of God, the glory of God, the cloud of the glory of God. We have inhaled your presence. We've inhaled your presence and we remain not the same. We, we are a new creation. We are your people. We shall do exploits. We shall do exploits. Jesus, we will write the books. We will publish the songs. We will record the songs. <laughs> we'll start the businesses. We'll start the educational institutions. We'll open the clinics. We'll own the dealerships. We'll run the markets. King. Jesus we'll go to school we'll get married we'll have children we'll have children's children <laughs> we'll live long we'll live a full life we'll live a full life with long life you will satisfy us Jesus we as a, as a, as a prophet of God this morning I declare that it is so in Jesus' name, I establish it as so. I speak it as so. I decree it as so. In Jesus' name.